Welcome to the Driven to Succeed Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Olson, my co-host, Brett LaCoy. And today we are going to talk about house hacking for first-time homebuyers. And Brett, so when we say first-time homebuyers and home and house hacking, what is your first thing that comes to mind? So for me, the first thing that comes to mind if you're going to be a first-time homebuyer, house hacking, is using FHA, three and a half percent down to get into a two to four unit home right that is the number one thing that comes to me as house hacking right it's it fha makes it super easy specifically for multifamily. Mm-hmm. um you know duplex triplex fourplex max is four yeah can't get any can't get an apartment building no <laughs> that'd be cool but right? not yet <laughs> but uh so at the duplex how does it work from an income standpoint like what what why do you want to do it this way so so the main reason why you want to do this is essentially if you can get into a home that has more than one unit you could potentially get somebody else in the other unit slash units and they could be paying your entire mortgage or at least a good chunk of your mortgage. Subsidizing it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they're, so you're collecting rent from these folks, and it's subsidizing your mortgage. Now, all of a sudden, you don't have that big $2,500 mortgage payment right. under your belt. is coming from your tenants. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, you can come in with a low down payment. FHA allows yep. 3.5% down. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have to have closing costs. Now, maybe you can get that negotiated in, whatnot. But then you have, let's say, two units. Say one unit's a two-bedroom, one-bath, and the other one's a two-bedroom, one-bath, or even a one-bedroom, one-bath, right? And you get rent from that other side to help offset your mortgage payment. Right. It, um, it's something that, you know, it's be- I think it's become a lot more popular lately. Like, this isn't the first time, you know, that some people may have heard of house hacking, but they right. don't necessarily know what it is. When, you know, when I, even two years ago, though, when I was buying my first home, you know, house hacking? What the heck is that? Right. Why, why, why would I do that? I thought I needed to have, like, a 20% down payment to go right. buy a multifamily home. But that's actually not the case at all. No, it isn't. It's, you know, you have uh, multiple options. And a lot of times, you know, when... When I first got in this business, it was, you know, say somebody is coming in with a little bit lower income, fresh out of school, you know, and these prices for some of these homes are just too much, mm-hmm. right? So we started looking into, hey, let's get a duplex to offset that payment a little bit. Right. Now, maybe instead of approving for $250,000, we were approved for three thirty-five, three forty. Right. Right now we get a duplex. Your total mortgage payment's twenty five hundred bucks, but you're renting out one side for a thousand. That means your payment's fifteen hundred bucks. Right, right, and and yeah, that can be that can be huge for someone right. just trying to get into a home. I mean, it's uh, it's really fantastic, actually. Yeah, and then you so you do that for a couple of years. Say you rent, and you, you subsidize that, but now it's life's changed. Maybe you get some promotions at work. Maybe a significant other that's come along, and now you want to buy your own house. And you can literally, right. you know, you've maybe you've saved up some cash during this period of time, hopefully, because you've been subsidized with this. Right. right? You haven't had, really had a had a mortgage to pay. Your tenants have been paying it, so hopefully you've saved up some money. Right. You and your significant other can now go out and buy your own house. You don't have to share a wall with neighbors unless you want a townhouse, which and is now you're renting fine. out both sides of that. And guess what? You're rent now. You're subsidizing both payments, right? Yes. Not all of it, obviously, but. Right. Not it's not going to be all of it, but it's going to be a good chunk. Right. I mean, heck, even if you're 
netting an extra $500 a month, I mean, that's significant. I'd love to say $500 right. a month. I right. don't care what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> you know, when we say FHA, a lot of people give that, uh, oh, it's FHA whatnot. But um, when it comes to multifamily homes, it definitely it's is a different. It's, a, it's different it's than a just different single atmosphere. family. And, and, you know, the market's changing. Mm-hmm. So as of today, I mean, we have like close to 9,000 homes on the market now. Sellers are reducing prices. Sellers are paying closing costs. You know, two, three weeks on market is no problem right now. No. So um, I, you know, the dollar per square foot uh, did go down a little bit in July. I think it went from 210 to 205,000 in a metro, the city metro market. So $210 per square foot to 205. Um, so we've seen some, we've seen some movement, you know, and I think right. it's, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, you know, whether it was the higher interest rates and, you know, people that uncertainty. But I, but I mean, honestly, it's a correction. All right. I mean, it couldn't it went, last like it was well, last two years. Right. It went up too fast, too, 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 too quick. Yes. Yes. Um, but besides FHA, what other programs do you have to have reduced in, in down payment? So the other the other option that you have is you can actually do Freddie Mac's Home Possible program, and that is where you can go and get into multifamily for five percent down, right. as opposed to fifteen percent that you would have to do with Fannie. Right. So very similar. Um, you know, it is a different loan program. It is five percent, but you know, if you were in a situation where hey this is only going to pass conventionally it's not going to pass fha you know that would be it that would be something that you could go with yeah i mean it's only a one and a half percent more right, right? three and a half versus five yeah, it's still a whole heck of a lot better and than you, 15. yeah and if you have and if you have a great credit score your mortgage i mean that's the way you're going to want to go anyway because mm-hmm. your mortgage insurance is going to be much less than what it would yeah. be on a on an fha loan so the fha is going to have your upfront mortgage insurance plus your monthly, mm-hmm. right? So if you can go that 5%, now there's a caveat though. If you're making $100,000 a year, you can't yeah. do that because you got to be under the AMI, which is in the Twin City Metro is going to be 94,000. They raised that 10 grand right. this year. Right, so there are a few more hoops to right. jump through right. with using Freddie Mac's Home Possible program. Um, not so much with, uh, with FHA. Correct. But that, uh, if you heard that, that was our mascot. That was Maverick. Um, he's snoring right now. Looks like he's uh, <laughs> snoring, and he's got a, he's got a, he's definitely got his legs out. He's he's running. Must be about to run in his sleep. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so <clears throat> that's Freddie Mac. That's a that's a Freddie Mac program. Um, you do have to take a class for it. And, and yeah. speaking of classes too, so a lot of times if you are going to buy a multifamily or you're going to buy a rental property, you do have to take a rental uh, education yeah. landlord class. Right? Yes, because you are going to be a landlord. I mm-hmm. mean, this is your primary house, but it is going to be like a second, maybe a third job, depending on your case. You know, but you are going to have to manage tenants. You know, get mm-hmm. them in there. You know, you're going to have to fix things when they break. Right. You know, this is all stuff that you have to take into consideration. Yeah. So in, what if you get that buyer that is struggling because they're, they maybe they just have too much debt <clears throat> to afford that single family home. And we go ahead and talk to them about doing a multifamily because we're just on that edge. And, you know, they don't, they're like, well, what if, you know, I don't want to really manage anybody. What do you do then? Right. Well, so luckily there are folks out there who will do the managing for you. Right. Um, property management. Right. I mean, they're fairly they're fairly easy to Google. There's a lot of them out there. A lot mm-hmm. of them do a good job. Um, always good to get references. 
right. know. Uh, but they will. They'll manage the tenants for you. Right. I mean, it, and, you know, there's a monthly cost that goes with it. But yes. <clears throat> guess what? You're not the one collecting the rental payments anymore. You're right. not the one pulling, like, you know, looking at credit to see if they qualify or credit, mm-hmm. you know, other history. Now, if you have access to that kind of stuff, there's definitely programs out there. I mean, I looked up a few. I mean, you can literally go online and just Google it yourself, but smart move credit check. Yeah. Like you can get sign up for that. You oh. Know, and then that way you pull things through and you can you can verify that somebody's got, you know, right. the credit to, you know, make the payments for you. Absolutely. Well, and, and so this is, so I guess this is kind of an aside. Uh, when Steph and I decided to rent out our condo, we actually used apartments.com. Yeah. Right. And they wrote the contract that was town specific. They, um, they did the background check, the credit check, all mm-hmm. of that stuff, collected the money from the, uh, from the uh, renter, and then we just self-managed after that because right. we wanted to do that. Right. Um, but if you don't want to self-manage, you could, there's, you, there's, a lot of th- there's a lot of resources out there, a lot more than we can cover in necessarily uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, 20 I minutes, mean, but we're going to cover some of the stuff that's important to talk about. Yeah, I mean, a, a management company, and we'll just start with it. I mean, a management company will be able to find what kind of rates. Right. They'll be able to set the right rate, the rental rate. I mean, maybe you, you put it on you know, social media or Craigslist or whatever, and you want to get $1,200 a month, great. If you get it, what if it's only a thousand bucks that you're supposed to be getting, right? Mm, so, sure. you know, maybe talking to, you know, when we do that, that's a good point. When mm. we do, when we get a loan for a house, we always have to get a rental schedule when it comes to a multifamily this is, home. Yes, yes, yes. That, that's very important. Right. <laughs> so you'll know with that rental, that appraisal that you get, what that rent, what each unit should rent for. Right, right. And, and you know, if that's what the rental schedule will say. That's, what, that's the numbers we're going to have right, to go at, right. go, 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 go with. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that that is what your rent is going to be. No, it could, might be less. It might be more. Yeah, I mean, it, it, <clears throat> they're going off the statistics of what others, but let's say you have, you know, let's say you move in and two months later you've uh, kind of updated that second unit for them. Right. You know, maybe you did some work to it, put some sweat equity sure. in it. You know, and now you can get a couple hundred dollars more a month because it's nicer. Right. Let's say one, one unit is three-bedroom, two-bath, and one unit's two-bedroom and two-bath, and you're single by yourself. Do you have to live? Which one do you have to live in? believe you have to live in the nicer one, correct? No, not no? necessarily. Okay. You can prove, like, you don't really have to prove, but you get a letter of explanation. I'm single. Well, I only person need... in the household. I don't need three bedrooms. Right. I can live in this side. I mean, you have to have a valid reason for it. Sure. But you can, let's say, because let's say that unit rents for $1,600, but the three-bedroom rents for 2100 or 2000 right? Sure. So... You're going to want to rent out that three bedroom, you know, you can do that now that, I mean, look at that, you know, that, that could subsidize the entire payment, right? Right. Potentially, Potentially. depending on what rates are and, you know, price of the whole works, but. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're giving just a very general overview. There are a lot of moving parts when you do something like this. Doesn't mean that can't be done, but there are going to be a lot of moving parts and we're not going to be able to identify every single one. But we, we want to give the basics out there, you know, going back to that property management. Yeah. um, you know, they can collect, I mean, they can do it all, right? So like you yes. have, you had them do the very beginning process, right? Mm-hmm. And then you manage it from that point on. Correct. Right? 
Correct. So th- the way I guess my story, my story, the way that it went, you know, we had the, we had the, um, we did all the applications and stuff like that with apartments. But then, yeah, we kind of ran into an issue. Okay, well, how are we going to get someone to come rent this? Right. So right. the property management companies can also find the renters for you as well. Yes. They manage your tenements. They market and advertise, mm-hmm. collect payments. Um, vendor relationships. Right. So, so do you know a handyman? Correct. Do you right. know someone that knows how to take out a water heater that right. goes out at midnight and now your tenants have no warm water? Mm-hmm. Housing regulations. They can handle all that as well. And I think that's the biggest one right there. That is the biggest one because, I mean, with everything that's going on right now, specifically like Minneapolis, St. Paul, you're going to want to have somebody that knows what's going on. Right. Right. Because there are things that are changing all the time. Um, they can maximize the profitability. Right. Right. So I want to make sure you got the right rental in there. Because what if you say it's 1200 when it should be 1400 So you're leaving 200 bucks on the table right. every month? You don't want to do that. Yeah. Maybe you're renting to your brother. <laughs> no, I mean, if you're renting to your brother, I guess, you know, yeah. give him a family right, discount. Right, right. Um, what about... You know, doing like Airbnb, like I think you've you've kind of dabbled a little bit into that dabbled, as well, and dabbled a little bit into it. So, right now, short-term rentals, we're still going to need to if we're going to do like FHA, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to buy a multifamily home, right? You know, we're still going to need to go off of the rent schedule for a long-term rental. Right. Right. Not a short term rental. They are very different. (laughs) You know, you're going to be getting a long term rental in there for, you know, maybe six months a year. Short term rental, you know, generally it's going to be less than a month. Now, there's some other midterm rentals you could do, you know, for like traveling professionals, um, traveling nurses, folks that are working on the refineries during uh, um, overturn, downturn. Right. right, When they're fixing everything. Um, But Airbnbs generally, you know, they can be profitable a little bit more you're going to be charging it like a hotel Um, best place to start is at airdna.com they'll give you a free rentalizer based on the amount of bedrooms and the address and the area they'll give you some very very basic information but this is one of short-term rentals is one of those areas where you really starting out you do want to have a property manager in place and they're going to take anywhere from 20 to 30 percent of the cut right right off the top but because you're going to be making so much more money it actually ends up paying for itself sure a lot more and that's something you have to look into is this property going to be good for airbnb is it not going to be you know what why does someone want to go to your airbnb as opposed to the motel six or the marriott right right so no, is uh, it dog friendly? Yeah, is it dog friendly? Oh my goodness! I mean, you can get into all kinds of stuff, and then you, and then again, regulations, regulations on long term rentals, they're they're strict, right. but they're getting way more strict with short term right. rentals, sure. and that will go from township to township. Uh, it's it, right. <laughs> it <laughs> there. You really want to know what you're doing, and that's where a good property management company is going to come in and be like, oh yeah, no, we know that we could probably get this for that. You know, and then you're like, okay, well, is it worth it? That's up to you to decide then. Perfect. Um, So I've had a number of clients that they get their first duplex, Mm -hmm. and then they end up buying a single-family home, or they buy another duplex. They can do it every couple of years. Sure. Um, 
and but yeah it definitely has to be two years and generally if you're going to be moving into one versus the next you're going to want to move across town yes you're not going to want to move in across the street because underwriting is going to kind of have this issue with that they're going to say why why are you doing this (laughs) (laughs) right right. you you just wanted to move across the street you didn't want to like get closer to work or right, you know right. some other reason like what's going on here yeah because they i mean they, they number one specifically i think um uh we talked about this in the past is like oh we have a single family home but now we're going to buy a duplex mm-hmm. that is going to be a sticky situation especially you're you know let's just say you work in the southern side of the metro area mm-hmm. and you're somewhere centrally located but now you want to buy a duplex closer to work then you kind of have a, a case for that. Otherwise, right. a lot of times they're going to be calling, hey, is this really going to be a primary residence for you because you already have a single-family home? Now you're going to move into a duplex, rent sure. this single-family home out. And there's some cases that you can probably make for it, but it's going to be a little bit trickier to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but then, again, too, house hacking not is not just made for single fam- or, uh, multifamily. It can be for single family as well, because I've known plenty of people that will buy a single family home. Let's say they buy a four or five bedroom single family home, sure. and then they put renters in each room. Yeah. And one of my uh, first transactions ever was a guy that did that, and now I think he's up to like nine units or nine houses he yeah. owns, um, and looking at apartment buildings now. Sure. <clears throat> and he simply just. Every two years, he bought a new house. He put renters in, rented them at five, six hundred bucks a room. Mm-hmm. You know, had low payments, so he was cash flowing really well. And you know, two years down the road, he's got a bunch of money saved up, buys the next uh, single-family residence, goes in, does the exact same thing every two years. And you know, I think it's only been like six, seven years, but now he's he's collect so much rent off all these previous properties he's buying them really fast right that's i mean that's a house hacker but you got to be willing to move every two years right there's yeah it's um and not everybody wants to do that no not everybody wants to do that but there is a way to do it if you want to do it right right so it happens um did you have anything else on this subject um you know components to it key components i guess would be um you know talk talk to folks about it right right? you know see you know see if you know i know there's groups on facebook you know talk to us too you know let us know right away if this is something that you want to do um you know i've had it actually you know where it uh you know we wanted to go out and buy a single family home they're like oh you know what there's a duplex there why don't we just buy that and like oh crud we can't now you know, because they already owned a home and they didn't have enough for 15% down and they fell outside of uh, Freddie Mac's income limits. So it's stuff that you want to let us know for sure. But Mm -hmm. then otherwise, you know, there's a lot of good Facebook groups out there for you to get plugged into, learn about it, learn about the area, all that stuff. Right. That's what I would do. You know, the other thing, let's just say you do fall outside that criteria. Mm -hmm. You can't buy an FHA home, right? Right. You got to get a conventional loan. Um, but let's say you have the equity in your single family home to do it or your previous property and mm-hmm. you can take out a home, a home equity line of credit prior to getting under contract. Yes. <laughs> so you can, so you can do that, right. you know, if you're going to keep that, um, 
And then you could use those funds as additional funds for down payment and reserves. Yes. Because um, you will you will start, once you start getting into having more properties, you have to have reserves. Yes. It's not, um, well, we're going to empty out the bank account once again <laughs> to do this. <clears throat> right. No, they're not going to allow that. And they're going to want to make sure you, that you have some money set aside. And we're talking about reserves. We're talking about monthly payments. So if we say we need six months of of reserves that's six months of your principal in piti yes and let's say your principal that's a round number two thousand dollars so you would need to have twelve thousand dollars in reserves now you can use uh retirement accounts as yeah. long as we can prove that you can re- withdraw their money and pensions don't work but like 401ks definitely do <laughs> Stocks and bonds. Stocks and bonds. You can use those different accounts so that mm-hmm. you have the reserves. So let's just say, you know, we need seventy thousand dollars to buy the house, and you have seventy-five. Well, you wouldn't have the six months reserves, but then you kick in, say, you know, even fifty, sixty thousand in a retirement plan. Now we do have the reserves. Mm-hmm. That's why when it when and you know this might be something that you kind of the road that you kind of go down to when you're getting pre-approved, not necessarily to buy. Uh, a single family, but this is why it's important that, you know, when we ask for everything, it's not because we're trying to use all the money that you have, but when we know that we have extra stuff, generally we get better terms on our loans. So right. that's just in general. Right. And the last thing I wanted to finish up this, this uh, is, is there's a lot, you know, people start, this is the house, house hacking 101, right? First time home buyers. There's been a ton of seminars out there lately showing hey, we'll teach you how to buy a home without any money down and doing all this stuff. Right. And <clears throat> number one, if they're doing that, it's a lot of times it's going to be, they're, they're going to be fronting that money. It's not great money. Mm-hmm. A lot of seminars. I just had a, a guy of mine that he's got four rental properties. He was going to go to it last night. And I said, dude, just check it out a little bit more. Look at some reviews on this one. And he's like, oh, they want me to forty thousand dollars for me to invest into their products, right? Right. <clears throat> That's just to get investing into their portfolio. Right. So you want to watch out for those. I mean, there's some out there that that they're just literally trying to sell you on getting your money so they can buy the properties. Right. I, on paper, to go buy an investment property without any of your own money, it is possible. It is incredibly hard to do. Right. You know, and everybody else is going to tell you, no, it's easy. No, I'm telling you, it is hard. Otherwise, well, they're everyone would book. be doing it. They're yeah. selling you the book or they're selling you the seminar. Or they're yeah. doing something in that. Yeah. We know anything in life isn't always free. No. Right? No. <laughs> so. One way or another, you're going to be paying. Awesome. Well, awesome. if you like this episode, just like and subscribe. Call, contact us. Brett or myself will have our links in the bottom uh, on YouTube and so forth. Otherwise, you can always reach us. Um, you know, through our Facebook pages and so forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll shout out my cell phone number right now. I don't care. 651-262-3836. Go ahead. Give me a call if you have any questions. <laughs> That's fine. No. All is good. Well, thank you very much, and we'll talk soon. Take care, everybody.